Amen. If you'll turn in your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 6 today. That'd be on page 1030 in the Pew ESV Pew Bible. And let's stand together as we read. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must be not like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let's pray. God, we, uh, we just thank You for Your Word today in this time to, um, to ask You to open our minds and to open our hearts, God, to see truths and, uh, and, and just things that we need in our life through Your Word every day. We ask You to open our hearts and minds more and more uh, every day to all that You've said in, in Your Word and how Your Word applies to our truth today. And so guide us and lead us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated and I would encourage you to, to keep your Bible open today. Uh, Matthew 6 is, is, a, was a, is a very important passage in my life still, but when I first became a Christian um, and really began to study the Bible for myself, uh, just kind of like it says, all alone in my room, just saying, God, I need you. Uh, I'm tired of the life I'm living. Uh, I'm tired of what the world has for me, and, and I need something. I need, I need you, Lord. And so as I started to do that, Matthew 6 really became so important to me. Uh, to, to just study, and there's so much that applies to our lives throughout that whole passage. And so I want to encourage you to, to study that. Uh, but something that, that came out as I studied this passage this week was just the emphasis on God the Father. Uh, over and over again, Jesus talks about your Father, um, your Father all throughout uh, this passage. And I want us to, to zero in on that, and I want you to think about that today. Uh, but I also want to encourage you, I put a resource in the back, and, uh, and it's called, it's a Bible study, it's six sessions of Bible study that will take you through the Baptist faith and message. 
Um, and, uh, and, and so that you, you know, the articles of the Baptist faith and message are there. But more than that, it's, a, it's an in-depth study into what, what do we truly believe um, as a Baptist church. And because, uh, you know, it's so important what we believe about God uh, as a church, but also as believers. And, uh, and does what we believe about God come from the Bible? Because otherwise it can't be trusted. Uh, and so I want to encourage you today, and, and I have more. I put a few back there, and so if they run out, let me know. Um, it's not something that everybody's going to want. Uh, I wish they did. Uh, but if you, don't, you know, if you don't know what you believe about God, just saying, oh, I believe in God is not enough. Uh, especially in the world we live about today. We need to know specifically what do we believe about God and is that in the Bible? Because if it's not, it's false and it's phony. And Jesus said that in the last times, more and more people are going to be led astray by false teaching. Uh, people are going to be led astray by this notion that you just you know who God is. Uh, but we need to know specifically what we believe about God. So I encourage you to look at that um, on the way out. But most importantly, we have Bibles back there as well that you can take with you if you don't have a Bible to study. But one of the articles in the Baptist Faith and Message is listed here on the front page of our sermon notes. Um, and, it, and it's the doctrine that we believe about God as Father. And so it says that God as Father reigns with providential care over his universe. So God as Father reigns. So he's in control. He has the reins. If you think about the reins on the horse, it guides that big strong animal wherever uh, you know, the, the, the rider wants it to go. God has the reins in this universe. Uh, and he is caring over everything. And he's actively involved in caring over his creatures and the flow of the stream of human history according to the purposes of His grace. Um, so take a minute to take that in, that God is in control. And He cares about everything that's going on, and He has purposes behind everything that He allows to happen. And it's so crucial that we remember that, and that we hold fast to that, and we believe God is in control. And, uh, and that God reigns, and that, uh, that God cares about everything that He has created. Uh, we also believe that He is all-powerful, uh, that He is all-knowing, that He is all-loving, and that He is all-wise. Uh, that God is Father in truth to those who become children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, that God is Father in truth to those who become children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. He is fatherly in His attitude toward all men. So toward all people, God has. Uh, he shows mercy. He shows grace. But only those that trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior become children of God the Father. Um, and, uh, and so think about those truths this week and, and pray over what do you believe about God as Father, uh, as God as the Father of all. Um, and, and that's such a vital thing to think about and to think through and, uh, and to believe that you can trust Him. Not all of us have earthly fathers that are, that are godly people, right? Or, or that were good influences even. Uh, but they will have an influence over us. And, uh, and so it's so important that we come to know God as Father. 
to heal our hearts, to help us in ways that maybe our earthly parents couldn't help us, uh, to guide us and to lead us and, and to know that God is a Father that will always be there that will always be there no matter what. And so in Matthew chapter 6, we see God as Father. Jesus trusted in God the Father every single step of the way in His earthly body. Uh, And you see that all throughout the New Testament, all throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus Christ trusting in God the Father. And that's the example for us. In, in verses 1-4 through four that we've already read, we see that God is a Father who rewards. He rewards those who put their trust in Him. Uh, he rewards those. In, uh, in, 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 and that's such an important thing to remember. Uh, that we're not to practice righteousness before each other. If you're here today to impress me, or if I'm here today to try to impress you, we've missed the point. Uh, That's not what church is about. That's not what God is about. We should be here to impress Him. That we do what we do for God because He's watching us. Because He is a Father who not only rewards, but He sees what we're doing. He sees what we're doing, and, uh, and, and we care about that. When I was lost and I was living in the world, I didn't think much about what God saw or what God didn't see. I didn't think much about what God, you know, whether He would reward me or not. I cared what my friends thought. I wanted to impress them. I wanted to you know, impress girls or, or whatever, right? I wanted to, to do that, but I didn't really care about what God... And I wasn't thinking about rewards in heaven. I just lived my life on this earth trying to make my friends happy, trying to impress them, trying to, to do whatever in this world that I thought would make me happy. And eventually, uh, it only made me happy for a little while and then left me miserable, right? And, uh, and so eventually, I began to cry out to God the Father and I began to care about what God saw me doing. What, what God wanted me to do. I, I cared about storing up treasures that nobody could see, that nobody knew was, was going on, but storing up treasures in heaven, trusting that one day God is going to reward us for those things that only He saw. Uh, for those things that men... And so He is a Father that rewards. He is a Father that sees what we're doing. And that's especially true, Jesus says, in verses 5 and 6 in our prayer life. That prayer is uh, it, it's, it's really special when it takes place between just myself and God. And you'll begin, if you strive to do that, you'll see the enemy attack you in areas like never before when you strive to pray. Your phone will begin to ring. People will bang on the door. The kids will start screaming. Whatever will start happening because the enemy doesn't want us to seriously pray. And to get alone with God. Not pray so that people see us praying, but just us and God. The only reward I get is that I trust in God, that He sees my and He sees me praying, and He hears the prayers that I am praying. And I'm trusting that He is going to reward. And so do you know God the Father in that way? That you're trusting in Him for the rewards that will come to you in heaven. You're trusting that He sees and He knows what you need. And that's the next thing that Jesus tells us in verses 7-13. through God knows what you need. Do you know God? Do you trust that? 
Not everything that you want. Uh, that's the prosperity gospel that God will give you everything you want if you just ask Him hard enough and believe hard enough. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Uh, we see believers going through all kinds of troubles and hardships and trials and tribulations. Our Savior crucified on a cross. Uh, and so we, God, because of we needed a Savior. And so God uh, sent Jesus Christ to be our Savior. So God will not give you everything you want, but He will give you everything you need. And He knows what you need, Jesus says, even before you ask. And so the asking part of it is the relation part of it. I go to God for my needs because I want to be with Him. And that's, that's the greater blessing than even the answers to prayer is that whatever trials and tribulation I go to, if I turn to God in prayer, I'm going to grow closer to my Father in heaven. I'm going to grow closer to knowing God as my Father. And that's an awesome blessing and a wonderful blessing. So God is a Father who knows what you need. God is also a Father who forgives. Verse 14 and 15, But if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So God is a Father who forgives and He's a Father who demands forgiveness from those He has forgiven. And so if we're struggling to forgive somebody in our life, it's because we're still focusing on what they've done to us versus what Jesus Christ has done for us. And so we've got to remember that, that God is a God who forgives. He's a Father who forgives. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. So that you and I can be forgiven of our sin. But then God is a God that's going to empower us to forgive others. And that can be uh, uh, such an amazing and freeing and wonderful thing. Uh, even as great as being forgiven of my sin is being released from the bitterness of having to hold grudges, of having to, to keep that hatred in my heart. That's such a sickening thing in our life. It, it destroys us more than it does anybody else is having that hatred in my heart and being able to be free from that, seeing that God is a God that forgives and He empowers me to forgive others of whatever they have done in my life, whatever has happened to me. It doesn't mean I ever have to like what happened or even like that person necessarily, but I have to love them and forgive them. Right? And let it go and trust that just as God has forgiven me of my great sin, he, he, you know, I can forgive those that have sinned against me. And that's not a, that's not a, a suggestion. Right? L read those words in verse. It's not a suggestion. It's if you want to be forgiven, if you want to know God as Father, if you want to be a child of God and be saved through the power of Jesus Christ, you've got to forgive. You've got to let it go. It's, it's, not a, it's, it's not a conditional thing that you can just, maybe I'll listen to that and maybe I won't. He says, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, your Father will not forgive you your trespasses. You will not find Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord as long as you live with unforgiveness in your heart. He goes on in verses 16 through 24, we see God 
that when He is the Father, He is the greatest treasure. And He is going to bring so much light into your life. And He is also a Father that demands devotion. He says, when you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Once again, remember that your Father who sees in secret will reward you. He says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, God as Father is the greatest treasure. And He brings light and He demands devotion. He says the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus says no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and money. So God brings light and He demands devotion. So I have to be willing to say, what, what am I going to trust in? Right, The money that I can accumulate on this earth, the treasure I can get from this world, or am I going to store up treasure in heaven? that I live my life on this earth for God the Father, for Jesus Christ the Son, through the power of the Holy Spirit, fully committing my life to Him. And, and that's where a lot of people are on the fence. They, want, they like that two-master idea. I want to have God, and then I also want to have all my worldly stuff too. Uh, and, I, and I want to keep that all for myself. I don't want to use that for God. And so I have my church on Sunday, and then I have the rest of my life Monday through Saturday. And, uh, and, but then on Sunday, I, I come back, but that's not how it works. We can't serve two masters. We've got to be devoted fully to God. And, uh, and so God is also a Father, Jesus tells us, who feeds, who clothes, and who shelters. So God is a Father who feeds and clothes and shelters. He says in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. How often do we fall short right there? We're anxious about all kinds of things in life. He says, what will, uh, don't be anxious about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, nor about your body, what you're going to put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? A lot of people are stuck right there. Life is just all about uh, the taste buds and it's all about what we, what we have, right? What we wear, what we have. He says, verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? 
Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And so God is a Father who feeds and clothes and shelters. He knows our daily needs. And we have to trust in Him as Father. And stop uh, you know, trying to, to do things on our own and, and worry about things we can't change. But trust that God knows what you need. And so a lot of times, it's not really that we need something, it's just we think we, we need it. And so we struggle and we give up on God and we go find some worldly solution because we're chasing after something we never needed to begin with. And so we always want to come to God and say, God, is this something I really need? And when God is not providing it, it's very possible that it's not a need. It's just something you really, really think you need. And, uh, and so that's such an important thing. But God is a Father who feeds and clothes and shelters. And when God is known as Father... We can rest in Him today and trust Him for tomorrow. When God is known as Father, we can rest in Him today and trust Him for tomorrow. And so I want to challenge you today. Are you trusting in God the Father? Are you trusting in Him? Are you looking for His rewards? Are you living your life for those things that God will give you in the future, uh, you know, in heaven? Are you trusting in the rewards that He has for your life? Or are you living for earthly rewards? Because one of these days, they're going to rust away. Somebody's going to take them away from you. Uh, things are going to start to fall apart. That's the cycle of life. That's what happens. And so if we don't store up those treasures in heaven, uh, we're living our life in, in vain. Uh, and so are you trusting in God as a Father who rewards? A Father who sees, He knows what's going on. He's in control. He knows you. He forgives. He feeds. He clothes. And He's sheltered. The only access we have to God as Father is through Jesus Christ, His Son. And so we challenge you to think about that today. The only way you will know God the Father is through Jesus Christ the Son. Because God so loved the world, He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. God the Father sent His Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus lived on this earth the perfect life, never sinning against the Father. You and I have all sinned against God. We have all fallen short. And we're not going to get to heaven because we're good enough. That is never going to happen. Uh, Jesus made that very clear. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And so if you want to know God as Father, if you want to experience God, if you want to see how He will provide for your life, forgive your sin, 
welcome you into His family as a child, we have to get to God through Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And we have to fully surrender our lives to Him. We have to ask His forgiveness. We have to believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to trust in Him and ask Him to forgive us and to come into our life and fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we can truly know God. And so as we close today, we close with a hymn of invitation to just ask you to seek your heart. Do you know God as Father? Does the Bible have any meaning to you? Is this passage that we just read anywhere at all connecting in your life? Because if it's just going in one ear and out the other, or Satan's better trick is to block that ear so that it doesn't get in at all, uh, then, it might, then it is that you're lost. And you don't know God as Father because you've never repented of your sin and received Jesus Christ as Savior. And it's got to start there. I didn't care anything about the things of God. My mom took me to church as a kid and I rejected it all until that day where I realized this world has nothing for me, really. I was sick of my own sin and I said, I've got, there's got to be more. And I turned to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And then I began to read the Bible all by myself on my own and all of a sudden Jesus Christ became real for me. And God became my Father. And I began to live my life for heavenly rewards. And I began to trust Him day by day. And that was over 20 years ago. And guess what? I've got to trust Jesus Christ today as Savior just as much as I did then. It's never changed. Day by day by day, I have to put all of my trust in Him. And day by day by day, the world tries to tell me, oh, you're never going to see those rewards. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your life. And every day I've got to say, no way. I'm trusting in Jesus. I'm trusting in God as my Father. I'm putting God first in my life because I know Him and I've seen Him. And so we challenge you today, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, today can be a day you become a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come, and you begin to get serious about God and put Him first in your life every single day. And He will lead you to a place everlasting. He will lead you to a new life, but you've got to put your trust in Him. Or if you're a believer today that's lost your way, and you've taken your eyes off of God, today during this invitation, turn to Him. Put your trust back in Him. Get your priorities straight. And, uh, and, and begin again to read God's Word every day, to talk to God as Father every day, to trust in Him and fill your life with the Holy Spirit every day. But who are you trusting in? What are you putting your faith in? Do you truly know God? Don't be deceived. God knows your heart. You're not going to fool God by being here today. If you think somehow today is going to make up for it, the only way your sin will be forgiven is to put all of your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. To give your everything to God. And from this day forward, enter into a covenant that says, I'm living for God. Till my last breath, I'm living for God. And we encourage you, do that today. But this week, study just Matthew 6.
You could study all week long and ask God to teach you, to help you to know how to relate to Him as Father God, how to relate to Him as Son, and and how to relate to Him through the Holy Spirit. How to become the child of God that He has created you to be. Let's pray together. God, we just come before You today so thankful that we can be Your children. That no matter how we've sinned, that no matter what has happened to us or how someone has sinned against us, There is no scar so great that You won't welcome us into Your family. There is no background uh, or history that You can't forgive or redeem. And so God, we ask You today, deliver us from evil. Give us that bread that we need to rise up and be the people You've called us to be. To see that we're Your children and that all of our sin can be forgiven. And that we can be yours to truly belong to you. God, I pray against self-deception. I pray against us thinking we're yours when we're not. I pray against a religion that says I can work my way to heaven. We ask you to deliver us from all that today. And to help us to be saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not by works. So any that are here today that are lost, God, help them to come to You today to be forgiven of their sin and to become Yours today, to enter in Your family by confessing with their mouth that Jesus Christ Your Lord, by believing in their heart that God, You raised Jesus from the dead. As we close today, help us to truly see what we believe. And help us to know You, God, as Father. To know You, Jesus, as Son. To know You, Spirit, as our guide and, and, uh, and, and just that, that voice we need every single day in our life. But as we close today, help us be serious. Do we know You? Do we know You? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.